Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi there, welcome to today's podcast episode with myself, Shane Craddock. I was talking with a client recently about one of my favorite subjects, which is listening. And that's what we're going to explore a little bit today. Now, hopefully I don't cause any offense to anybody, but I'm going to say something here. Most people think that they're good listeners, um, but in my experience, they're not. And I think that's because perhaps they have a different definition of what that means probably to me. Um, But also, I think everybody has the capacity to be a great listener. It's just that we've never really been told uh, how to listen and the different levels of listening. Now, part of my job in what I've been doing over the last 23 years or so, at the moment anyway, is listening. You know, when you work uh, as somebody who's an advisor or maybe a mentor or coach, whatever capacity it might be in at the time, part of my job is to help people to get clear and clarity comes really from from me listening in a different type of way now i've had to learn over the years there are different times when i listen better and there's times when i listen worse and without a doubt listening from my perspective is affected 100 percent by my mood but what's interesting i find is that in my job is that i i might even be in the best mood but when i go in to meet a client or clients I have this kind of almost muscle memory now that allows me to move into a kind of a very deep listening space, uh, sometimes better than others, to be honest. Um, but also it's a gift because it allows me to kind of improve my mood bizarrely. So what I've learned anyway is that there are various ways of listening. There are levels of listening. And the deeper you go in your listening, the better for you because it actually affects you in terms of your mood. But then it allows you to connect better with the person who's there communicating with you and to see and hear things and feel things that perhaps you might normally notice. So let me just give you a little example here of maybe a a common one. I'm just going to use a stereotypical man, husband and wife at home at the end of a busy day. And the wife starts to share some of her problems from the day or perhaps from her life in general, stuff that's going on in her world. And the man is there listening. And at some point during that listening, the man starts telling her how to fix it. Well, look, here's what we can do. We can do this and we can solve this. And I do this, this and this. And the man doesn't necessarily know why, but all of a sudden the vibe starts to go downhill. Now, if you're a woman listening to this episode, you know straight away, I don't need to explain to you what's just happened. If you're a man, you might know from experience or you may not know. But essentially what's happened is the woman wasn't looking for solutions and she just wanted the man to listen. And I used to joke with clients, male and female, uh, sometimes even with friends, I joke and I'd say, look, do you want me to listen like a man or do you want me to listen like a woman? And that wasn't meant to insult anybody. It's just that more from my experience up to a certain point anyway, women were better at just listening without giving advice. But what's been interesting to me over the last 10 years 
as I've watched more and more women go into business, which has been good for business. But in some cases, the business world has changed something very valuable in those women, their capacity to listen. And I sometimes think, I'm not 100% on this yet, but I think it's probably to do with two things. One is a busy, busy mind and the business of the world increasing. And secondly, maybe the, I don't know, the testosterone levels in business, perhaps just affecting um, and the speed that we have that's put on us in business to kind of keep things moving maybe is we have a feeling that there's less time to listen. Yet actually, bizarrely, I think if we spend more time listening, like really listening, I think we find ways to speed things up in a more natural way. Now, I spent uh, over my career to date, maybe I spent about five, six years in the corporate world early on. And there was a phrase in that world, which is still there, which is called proactive listening. Now, that's a better form of listening, but it's still not the kind of quality listening that I'm pointing towards here today. Proactive listening, let's see, I mean, example, it's kind of where you're showing, you're being proactive in showing that you are listening, that you understand what the person is saying. I think in some ways it's probably connected to Stephen Covey's, one of his seven habits, seek first to understand. I think that's the first, first of the seven habits, seek first to understand. And that's good, but it's still limited. So if you are in a meeting with me and I'm doing proactive listening with you, I would say, hey, and what I would say your name, look, so what you're saying is X, Y, and Z. Is that what you're saying? And you would go, yes, that's what I'm saying. Or you might go, well, X and Y is correct, but Z, no, what I mean is this. And I say, oh, so what you're saying is this? And you go, yes. We go back and backwards and forwards until we clarify that we understand each other. And obviously there is a huge amount of value in that, but it's still very much surface level. So that's definitely better than distracted listening, not really listening, you know, listening to give advice. Yeah. Proactive listening is definitely a better level, but there is definitely a much better level than that. What I would call deep listening, or sometimes with clients, I call it black belt listening. So just to give you a little example, and by the way, <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm always uh, the gold standard here, but I know that my listening skill is very good. And there are times when it's better than others for sure. Um, but I just know it's a variable in me being able to do good work, but I see it as well coming into coaching and sport. I see it in a leadership capacity with all of my clients. And definitely if you're a parent, it's something to look at when you're trying to connect with your children. So little story with a client, um, I very first meeting, I'll often say, well, why are we here? And this particular client was interesting because they must've talked when I asked that question, they talked probably for I don't know, five or six minutes uninterrupted about what was going on. But they weren't clear as to why they were there. So I'm just listening, trying to connect with where they're coming from, trying to intuit perhaps maybe the feeling behind the words because they're not clear, obviously, why they're here with me. So after the five or six minutes, I just said, so you're feeling stuck. Is that what you're saying to me? And they just looked at me like it was major clarity moment went, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. But that isn't what they said. Now, renowned business consultant, maybe the original business consultant, Peter Drucker, said that the most important thing in communication is to hear what isn't being said. Now, that's a common quote in a leadership capacity business world. The most important thing in communication is to hear what isn't said, what isn't being said. But most of the time, certainly in my own experience, in leadership uh, development or the business world, most of the time people will take that to mean, you know, watch body language, listen to tone, 
watch the person's eye movement. And all of that is very valuable because you're kind of getting into watching body language and tone. And that is hugely valuable. So I'm listening to the body language, I'm listening to the tone. That brings me into a different level. And again, it's valuable. But the problem with that is that, again, it's limited from my perspective because you could be in your head analyzing the person. Oh, they're putting their, they're folding their arms now. Or the voice pitch has changed. That means this, this, and this. Or what does that mean? So you can still be very much in your head. And certainly if you want to get into great listening, I think you need to kind of more almost into your body, into your awareness. Certainly get out of your head because that's when you open up the channels of communication from the most valuable part of you, which is your own deeper wisdom, which you might always call, you might also call your intuition or even just basic common sense. It's, but it's more in the land almost of feeling. So what I would say is almost to seek first to connect instead of seek first to understand. Connect to what? Well, first of all, for me anyway, it means I've got to connect to myself. Like, am I in my head or am I in my awareness? I'm in my body. So connect with that deeper part of myself, which for me, and this is hard to maybe explain, it has to be a very personal thing, is there's a feeling that comes from me being very grounded, centered, connected. When I'm in that state, I know automatically I'm going to listen better. So the starting point is seek first to connect is for me. And then the second point of connection is with them. So if I'm speaking with you, if I'm listening to you, after I've connected with myself, which happens quite quickly, I'm saying, right, okay, well, where are you coming from? Where is that person coming from? I'm listening to the words. I'm also watching body language. I'm watching tone. But most of all, I'm just asking myself, just very gently, where are you coming from? What's the feeling behind what you're saying? Just like the client who was feeling stuck. And other times it could be they're just very stressed or they're overwhelmed or they're lost or they're just looking for a shoulder, somebody maybe to help with, maybe a shoulder to cry on, a shoulder, a hand around the shoulder support. Now, if you're listening to this thinking in a business context or leadership capacity, you're thinking, geez, I can't, I haven't got time to be doing that in my meetings. I would agree. Like there are some meetings that don't need it as much as others. I mean, certainly, you know, if it's a kind of an information transfer meeting, unless there's something major going on where you're just, uh, where you have to stop and connect like this, you know, you can just focus with the information sharing. Having said that, you know yourself as a leader, sometimes you just five or six people in a meeting, one person is just a little bit off. That that might be enough maybe for you to explore afterwards, have a private one-to-one. But this is where you might use it then. But certainly, as I said, in terms of a leadership capacity, a coaching capacity in any, whether it's sport or business, or any sort of skill where there's coaching required, parenting, this type of connection, we seek first to connect, this deeper black belt listening is hugely valuable, hugely valuable. So I wonder as you're listening to this, how do you think your listening is? Is it the small L, which is I would call the surface listening, just information listening? I just want to get the information out of you. Is this what you're saying? That's very much basic level listening. Or is it capital L listening? the deeper listening, the listening to connect, the listening for where you're coming from, where the person is coming from, the listening for feeling. It's a bizarre statement, isn't it? Listen to feel. And I'm wondering, could you experiment this week yourself and say, okay, hey, where can I listen better? Where can I connect better with the person? Where can I listen for what isn't being said? Where can I listen 
for the feeling. I think if you went with her for a few days, you'd probably get a better sense of what I'm talking about, whether it's in your personal life or your business life or whatever you do in your life. Before we go, by the way, I want to just throw out a little note. You might have heard the last podcast. My book, The Inner CEO, is coming out in October. It's on pre-order for Kindle at the moment. There's some offers going with that. If you want to check it out, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, we have four formats coming out, though, on the 20th of October. There's paperback, hardback, and audible as well. So uh, if that's your preferred format. But having said that, there's some goodies that are available with the pre-order for Kindle now that won't be available with those formats. So check it out. You have to plug these things, don't you? So are you up for the challenge for listening to connect, to listen, to feel? this week and see what it tells you, see what you can discover. By the way, just so we're clear, disclaimer, I'm not asking you to go all mushy-mushy. That's not what I'm talking about. But any of the great leaders or great people that I've ever worked with, they all kind of had this almost as an unconscious skill. They couldn't have told you what they were doing, but they were just great listeners. They just had this ability to almost listen in a soft way, still be firm when they had to be, but they could just get into the deeper part of what was going on with the people around them. And that is the sign, I think, of somebody who's just really human. Because when we stay in our heads, I often think we knock out that humanness. So, are you going to listen for information? Or are you going to listen for a feeling? That's it for this week. Bye-bye. <laughs>